हेलो वेलकम टू द सेल्फ लर्निंग प्रोडकास्ट बाय डॉक्टर सुषमा सिंह लेट अस स्टार्ट डिस्कशन ऑन यूनिट नाइन ब्यूरोक्रेसी पुलिस एंड आर्मी एंड आवर टॉपिक इज रिलेशन विद द पब्लिक एंड वी आर कंटिन्यूइंग आवर टॉपिक पुलिस डेमोक्रेसी डिमांड्स दैट पुलिस नीड्स टू रिस्पेक्ट द सिटीजन्स दे हैव टू बी हेल्पफुल टू दैम whenever they come to the police station for filling any complaint this is the age of citizen friendly police administration but there are many complaints against the police that an ordinary citizen may not be able to file fir without offering a bribe to the police officer at the police station the investigating officers use the force in dealing with the crimes suspects the public offer view the police with suspicion to quote a david bailey the survey results demonstrate forcefully which make close observers of police public relation in india have long thought namely that the indian public is deeply suspicious of the activities of the police a considerable proportion accept the police to be rude brutal corrupt sometime in collision with the criminals and very frequently dealing unevenly with their clients this opinion is supported by the npc report that commission expressed its anxiety over the poor state of police public relation the police administration needs to be citizen friendly for bringing back its credibility before the public in a democracy the public evaluates the performance of each service the public administration needs to reform its organization by which the police officer are away of citizens charter and they provide quick and honest services to them credibility in democracy will be the biggest asset of the police now let us move to the next point civil service in democracy the first one is pre independence era The civil service in India has a long history. There was an organized administration during the pre-British rule. It is interesting to note that the civil service for the public works started during the middle of the 19th century. This was a time when the colonial state went for a permanent civil service based on merit. The modern education system introduced by the colonial state enabled the educated people to compete for various jobs of the state. The Government of India Act 1858 provided for a multi-tier bureaucratic authority which continued to exist up to 1947. These were the Secretary of the State assisted by Indian Office. the viceroy and his executive council 
which constituted central government assisted by the central secretariat the governor and his council at the provincial level assisted by provincial secretariat and the district collector assisted by other district officers the services were divided into three levels the superior services all indian central services the provincial services and the subordinate services all india services were recruited by the secretary of state to work in any part of the world india as a rule officers were assigned a particular province by the government of india act 1919 other services were abolished by the indian civil service and the indian police service remained these services were monopolized by the britishers and gradually got indianized in 1923 the government of india established a public service commission for recruitment of persons with appropriate qualifications the government of india act of 1935 undertook some modifications now let us move to the next point post independence era there were several debates in con- the constitutional assembly regarding the retention of the civil service the constitution has made specific provisions regarding the responsibilities of the civil servants in a democratic system political executive is the highest body assisted by the civil servants Now the next point is civil service and legislature the distinctive feature of the administrative framework of the country are the supremacy of the parliament over the executive and the right of parliament to seek receive and appraise information about governmental actions with a view to reviewing the working of the administrative machinery the preeminence of the position of the prime minister in the councils of ministers and in administration the collective responsibility of the council of ministers to the parliament the individual responsibility of each minister holding a portfolio to formulate the departmental policies it is his or her responsibility of supervising the administration of these policies and other departmental works the obligation on the part of ministers and civil servants to uphold the constitution and the rule of law the obligation of every public servant to implement faithfully all policies and decisions of the ministers even if these are contrary to advice standard by them the right of public servants to express themselves frankly in tendering advice to their superiors including the ministers the observance by public servants of the principles of political neutrality and impartiality and autonomy most of the post below 
the level of the ministers in secretariat and in the field of organization are manned by the civil servants their work consists of assisting political executive in policy formulation program implementation and administration of the laws of the land they did contribute in policy making process actively as they are taken as professionals who are competent to provide the inputs in the policy making process the final touches are supposed to be given by the minister followed by the council of ministers it is wrong to presume that the policy making is done by the political masters and the implementing agency is the civil service they are responsible for implementing the policies at the same time they are not accountable to the parliament it is the ministers who is accountable to the parliament and answer the questions related to the issues regarding the implementation of policies now the next point is constitution of india the provisions of the constitution have made it clear that it they cannot be removed by the politicians they retain their independence in the democratic system our article 311 says that they cannot be removed from job without a proper inquiry duly constituted by the president of india this explains the peculiar position of the civil servants in our democracy the reasons are given by some of the scholars that at the time of independence there were violent conflicts between the hindus and muslims on one side and between the landlords and peasants on the other sides the farmers of the constitution realized that the need for the independence of the civil servants from these social groups and made specific provisions for civil service the constitutional review committee has suggested the removal of the provision they can be controlled and managed by civil service commission like french system article 309 gives power to the central government to regulate the service conditions and recruitment through an act made by appropriate authority they are regulated by the central civil service conduct rules 1964 the official secretary act 1923 provides for stringent action for unauthorized disclosure of information prejudicial to the interest of the state they have been provided adequate security as they handle some of the important works of the government if they shirk responsibilities they can be prosecuted by the state under the various acts of state often there are complaints that they are prone to corruption and abuse of power and it is not easy to bring them under the prevention of corruption act 1947 as one needs the permission of higher authority for filling charges against the civil servants at the joint secretaries level and above
Now let us wind up the session and take rest. Thank you very much for engaging yourself with the self-learning podcast.